Welcome to the Little Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Megan Mitchell, and I am pleased to bring you episode two, Come What May. Have you ever found yourself in a position where your plans go completely awry and not at any fault of your own? I found myself in this exact situation in the summer of 2016. I've mentioned that I have six children. My fifth baby is a little girl who, for anonymity's sake, we'll call Sweetheart. When she was two years old, our family was at a company picnic for my husband's business. We were eating some barbecue and the kids were all playing on the play structures and there was a little stream nearby and it couldn't have been a more ideal summer evening. When all of a sudden one of my older kids came running to me telling me that Sweetheart had slipped in some mud and was crying in a way that they had never heard her cry before. Naturally, we ran over to grab her and comfort her and see what was going on. Um... She was telling us where where she was hurt, and it was in her shoulder. My son told me that she had slipped in the mud and caught herself wrong. I knew exactly what was going on. I had a pretty good idea that she had broken her left collarbone. The reason that I knew that that's what had happened is because she was actually born with a broken left collarbone. So I kind of knew what symptoms to look for, and I kind of kind of understood what it would all entail. So my husband packed her up in the car, drove her up to the emergency room. I took the rest of the kids home and anxiously awaited his phone call. He called me a few hours later to let me know that x-rays had confirmed that she had definitely broken her left collarbone, and it was a good break. It was a really good break. She was going to have to have her shoulder stabilized for several weeks. She would have to sleep in a in an ACE wrap every night. And then during the day, if she could tolerate it, she would have to wear a sling or we could wrap her up tight during the day as well. Now it's natural for kids to get hurt with six kids. It, I'm no stranger to broken bones. These, these things happen, especially when they're, when they're rowdy and they're running around and playing and having fun. But the big issue came with the fact that My husband and I had some big plans for two days later after her break. He and I were going to go um, to the East Coast. I was going to accompany him on a business trip, and it was going to be one of the very few trips that he and I ever get to take together. I had my older kids scheduled to go camping with grandma and grandpa. I had my other kids scheduled to go and hang out with aunt and uncle and it was just going to be my husband and I over over on the East Coast having having some kid-free fun. Well, I wasn't about to send my two-year-old with a broken bone off to somebody else's house, not knowing what kind of pain she would been, be in, not knowing how she would sleep, uh, none of that. And I was devastated. I know it sounds a little bit selfish and maybe materialistic, but I was really looking forward to this trip. My husband and I have very few and far between opportunities to travel together. And in 2016, they were even fewer and farther between. 
So I was I was pretty sad that he was going to still go on the trip. He had to for work. And I was going to be stuck at home. And I didn't know if I would be able to get any sleep because I didn't know how she was going to sleep. I didn't know what kind of pain level she would be in or anything like that. So I was pretty I was pretty disappointed. I was laying in bed that night, really, really sad and heartbroken for my little girl who was feeling pain. And frankly, pretty sad for myself and for my husband that our plans had changed so completely. And then as I was sitting there wallowing in my self-pity, and yes, I realize it was self-pity, the thought came to my mind and it was the phrase, come what may and love it. Now, this is actually a reference to a talk that was given by Elder Joseph B. Worthlin of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He gave a talk in October of 2008 to the worldwide membership of the church. And he opened his talk by relating a story from when he was in high school. He uh, was playing in a football game and his team lost. And he came home and told his mom and he was so bummed. He was so sad that he had lost this football game that he had played in. And his mother looked at him and said, Joseph, come what may and love it. It's kind of an interesting position to find yourself in a disappointing circumstance, but then having to find the positive side and having to find the aspect of it that you can love. Especially when you have when you find yourself in a situation that's been changed so drastically from what you expected. Now, Elder Worthlin goes on to say, I think she may have meant that every life has peaks and shadows and times when it seems that the birds don't sing and the bells don't ring. Yet in spite of discouragement and adversity, those who are happiest seem to have a way of learning from difficult times, becoming stronger, wiser, and happier as a result. So I process this inspiration of come what may and love it. And I listened to his entire talk that night. And I decided that sweetheart and I were going to have an awesome few days together. Just me and her. We would go and do any activity that she felt up to, which frankly wasn't a lot, but we could go shopping and maybe pick out a toy or two. I decided that I would sew her some quick little dresses where she didn't have to raise her arm up to get it on so they were really easy access so she could be comfortable. We went to church together and we wandered the halls in her stroller because I couldn't send her to nursery. And we sat and we cuddled and we watched movies And she had a great time and I had a great time. And I'm positive that because I changed my attitude about the circumstance, the whole weekend ended up being so much better than what I was initially thinking it could be. We missed daddy. We missed brothers and sisters. But me and sweetheart had 
some fun together. And it's rare with such a big family for me to get even a couple of hours with one of my kids one-on-one, let alone several days. So that shift in perspective really helped me see the joy and love the circumstance that I found myself in. Now, it may sound like I'm trying to say that any hardship that we encounter, any disappointment, any any discouragement, any um, horrible situation that we find ourselves in, that we should just be able to smile and move on with life. But I want to make it very clear that that's not actually how I feel. Elder Worthland goes on in his talk to say, how can we love days that are filled with sorrow? We can't, at least not in the moment. I don't think my mother was suggesting that we suppress discouragement or deny the reality of pain. I don't think she was suggesting that we smother unpleasant truths beneath a cloak of pretended happiness. But I do believe that the way we react to adversity can be a major factor in how happy and successful we can be in life. I've reflected numerous times on this council to come what may and love it because since 2016, I have found myself in unfortunate circumstances and I have found myself in positions where whatever I wanted the situation to be has changed through no fault of my own. Um, let's take a look at 2020, for instance. Um, when everything shut down, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, I was suddenly faced with having all six kids at home and having to teach them their schooling and having to entertain them all the time because at the very beginning, playing with friends wasn't really an option. Um, I was worried about my husband going to work because he had a business that didn't need to shut down. And it was a weird time. But I just really, really tried to focus on what good could come from us being in quarantine for a little while. We did art projects, we learned new skills, we did a lot of cooking and baking, and was it easy? No. Did I always love it? Definitely not. But I do believe that because I did my best to shift my focus, it changed the atmosphere in our home and it helped my kids be a little bit more comfortable in the situation because obviously they had never lived through a pandemic before. They didn't know what to expect. And so I think it helped them be a little bit braver and a little bit more comfortable with the circumstance because I did my best to not be fearful in front of them. I, I definitely had had times when I was frustrated and it was hard, but we all got through it a little bit easier, just a little bit easier. But there have been times when it's harder and harder to feel that joy. And I think that that's actually a really, um, I think that feelings are a really important gift from Heavenly Father. We can't, if we don't feel pain, how are we ever going to feel the relief of being healed? If we don't feel sad, how are we going to feel joy when the sadness has passed? If we don't feel 
a little bit of discouragement? How are we going to know to appreciate the positivity and the light? We, we know that in this life, we're going to have opposition. There's always going to be times that are hard. But we can help with that opposition by doing our best to reshift our focus to make sure that it's on positive things, to make sure that our focus is where it needs to be. Elder Worthland goes on to say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Lord Jesus Christ is our partner, helper, and advocate. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be successful. If we do our part, he will step in. He who descended below all things will come to our aid. He will comfort and uphold us. He will strengthen us in our weakness and fortify us in our distress. Because of the gift that our Savior gave us, He felt our pain. He felt our sadness. And he knows what it's like to find ourselves when we find ourselves in less than ideal situations. And because he felt all that, he is the only one who's equipped to step in and help us in those circumstances. I find that to be extremely comforting. I know it's not always easy to find that comfort. There have been certainly times in my life where It wasn't just a a missed pleasure vacation that was making me, that was making me sad. I've experienced, I've experienced death. I've experienced the death of very, very close loved ones. I've experienced um, financial hardship in my marriage. I've experienced hardships with friends, um, assisting my husband with with stressful projects at work that could have overreaching ramifications. And it's not always easy to love the circumstances that I find myself in. And it, it takes a lot of work. And a lot of times, the the joy and the love aspect of it can be hard to find. And I find that if I keep my focus in the right direction, even though it's hard to find it, it's still easier than if I was turning my focus to something else. So if I keep my focus on the Savior, finding that joy becomes much, much easier. On the note of joy, I want to reference another talk that has become very important to me. In October of 2016, then-Elder Russell M. Nelson gave a talk, also in general conference. Again, um, this was Russell M. Nelson, who was an apostle for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He gave a talk called Joy and Spiritual Survival. And he quotes from one of our books of scripture, which is the Book of Mormon. Um, In chapter 2, of Second Nephi, which is the second book in the Book of Mormon, there is a scripture that says, men are that they might have joy. In other words, we were sent here to this earth to feel joy and to have a joyful experience. 
And like I've mentioned before, it can be really hard. And we because we all encounter hardship. And that's kind of a tall order to try to find the joy. He goes on to say, My dear brothers and sisters, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. If we have our lives focused on good, on things that are uplifting, on wherever it is that you find comfort and solace, maybe it's your relationship with Heavenly Father, maybe it's your relationship with Jesus Christ, maybe it's whatever you feel brings you light and positivity. For me, it's it's God and Jesus Christ. For you, it may be something completely different. But if we focus on the good, finding the joy will be so much easier. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of the Little Lessons podcast. I want to give a huge heartfelt thanks to everybody who's been tuning in for the last few episodes. I so much appreciate your support. If you have some time, I would love it if you went into your podcast app and subscribe or turn on your push notifications so that you'll know when new episodes are coming. I would also love it if you could get on and maybe on Apple Podcasts and give it a review. Give me five stars if you felt so inclined. But really, if this episode meant something to you, and if you know somebody who could benefit from the content, please share it. It would mean so much to me. And with that, I invite you to look around in your life and find the little lessons that Heavenly Father is sending directly to you.